everybody i'm katie knight and welcome back to can you put to be on guest list this week i am joined by the lovely tara brooks tara is a dj and producer from la and has played at some of the biggest events in the world bpm festival burning man coachella sxm ultra watergate in berlin space miami the list goes on and on and she's also released on huge labels such as bedrock records desert hearts get physical and so much more tara has had an incredibly strong passion for music from a very young age but a few years ago she found another one of her passions which is surfing which as you'll hear about in this podcast has actually changed her life as it served as years of therapy and healing so in this conversation we talk about what it is that we're doing to find happiness when things get tough what our hobbies are or passions are to lift us up and clear any pain or trauma and how tara has found a way to combine her two passions if like tara and myself you work in this industry just like a lot of other industries not just the music industry but you'll know how quick pace and intense it can be so i really enjoyed this chat because it just reminded me how important it is to find other hobbies and passions outside of work to avoid potential burnout and anxiety which is something we do hear of quite often so this was a great reminder that we need to take care of what we do outside of work to not reach that point so i hope you find this chat interesting too and a reminder that you can now watch this podcast on spotify and youtube and don't forget to subscribe for more episodes thank you for listening or watching this is tara brooks on can you put me on guest list my dog has like just decided he's had a bowl of food out all day long and he's decided to eat it right now as we right start now recording. could you hear that him is, yes oh wait this meeting got it yeah um i can't hear him but it just gives our meeting even more exciting yes, character you know i does. like sound effects so bring it on <laughs> i can hear him eating his dog food through the microphone and then the girl that lives next door when she comes home uh and greets her dog like you've never heard anything like it it's like high-pitched full-on oh, i missed you so much every Aww. single day she comes back and it's so cute and then you can hear him like barking and she, yeah so i can hear I actually i that's what i miss the most about i i love dogs so much and with the travel schedule i'm like whenever i'm traveling and staying you know so many friends that i now that i've been djing just like new york or whatever wherever my best friends are i'm like can i just borrow your dog for a couple of days i know it's the nicest thing coming home to a dog yeah it is really so i yes i'm the auntie but um and during covid i did adopt the dog um so i i just miss having them so much and now that everyone everyone and the mom is like on the planes with their dogs yeah. i'm like okay I'm like, I know that would be a lot of work because every time I leave, I'd have to like sort out an extra thing, something yeah. that's really important. But it's just, it's so worth it. It is. It's so worth it. So are you, are you in LA then? I'm in LA. Yes, it's uh, sunny and uh, perfect as always. A little and actually, early. to be honest, it, it's cold. Yeah, well, early for 
my, you know, for the DJ late night studio. Yes. Not for normal people. <laughs> it's always so weird. It's such like a big time difference. Was it not? Are we nine hours in front of you? I think so. Cause now it is 10 Oh nine. Yes. Yeah. So seven Oh nine here. How's oh, the weather wait. over there? Do you know what? Today it's been really nice. The sun has finally come out because we've had like terrible pouring rain for like the last four days. But Mm. saying that, it's also been quite nice. You know, when you just like locked up at home, listen to the rain, it's been nice. I've kind of liked it. And then the sun came out and I was like, oh, I could have probably done an extra two days of rain. That's so funny because anyone in the East Coast is like, hey, bring on the sun. But for us, you know, we have a drought and so it actually, the last couple of weeks has just been pouring here and LA, we just can't handle weather. We don't know how to drive in the weather. We don't know how to, if it's, if it's like 60 degrees, we're, you know, putting on our snow boots and the sun's still out. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 we are weak. It's, it, it's really actually quite funny. Like I could do a whole podcast on making fun of LA people, but I'm from LA, I'm from LA, so I can do that. <laughs> so you're originally from, you are from LA. Okay. Um, one of those. <laughs> okay. Cause I thought, I don't know why that you had some British in you. Oh, I, I do. My dad's from London. So I'm half English, but I'm born in LA. Ah, okay. The best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. So you've lived all your life in LA. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I went to school at San Diego state in San Diego. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did, how did you get into music? Where did it all start for you? Well, actually, so the fact that my parents were divorced when I was pretty much being born, I've always been going back and forth with parents. So um, I guess from the very beginning, I was kind of just traveling through schools. I was always like the new girl, um, which definitely exposed me to a lot of different sounds and communities. And I think it wasn't when I was in my like a teenager, I was going to raves outside of LA like how sweet it is and these old school like it was kind of DJ Dan Doc Martin Mark like a lot of either San Francisco house and like like progressive and trance it's like everything was kind of all together in these raves and that was my first exposure back in the day and also yeah and then also working in the then when I um during you know later on in life when I moved to San Diego went to San Diego State um I was working in the service industry and that's when I was you know kind of exposed to the nightlife and I found all these underground clubs and in San Diego there wasn't much of a scene I guess but there was still you know there was some there was still some good parties and so I had a chance to you know get exposed to even San Francisco house Chicago house there was there was a nice little vibe for sure did you always want to pursue a career in music or was it at first was it just something like a hobby um, actually I was married. Uh, um, and what I, um, and so my, my ex-husband was just at home, was a DJ for fun. And I was working in the service industry. So I was always going out. That wasn't, I didn't really, I was in college. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but my whole family is very musical. My mom, she sings, plays piano, the harp and my dad guitar, like our whole family is always just very, very musical. So it just runs through our blood to have that connection to, you know, that to get, something that's very healing and brings us life, I guess. And so I've always been attracted to going to concerts and live music. And it wasn't until, you know, I, I guess really was 
going out more in, in the San Diego scene, which is, like I said, pretty low key, but it was more about me going to the record shop and sh and just listening to records. I wasn't DJing at the time, just getting lost in them. And that, and then, you know, having my ex-husband that would DJ at home, I was like, look at this setup, this looks fun. And that was, that was a time when he was, you know, I was very young married and he, he was a Navy SEAL. So traveling a lot and I didn't even know any, what that lifestyle was about, but I was just kind of young and just graduated. I was like, I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. And so, you know, the, the best way to do that is to dive into passions and that passion is always music. So just from, you know, digging at the record store, getting lost in the feeling of just discovering new sounds and kind of losing time and whatever was going on that was stressful or, mm -hmm. you know, confusing, like music always cured that feeling, you know? So yeah. just, yeah, when things got hard, I just started, just playing the records I had bought to listen to at home just because I thought it looked fun. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like it was just so emotional to even feel that this was something that brought me so much joy. And when I beat matched was what really did it. I was like, actually, <laughs> I was like crying. I was like, holy shit, this is what it is. Like, <laughs> you don't really, you don't really understand the concept of beat matching. Someone can't just really like, describe, describe it to you until you feel it. And when you mix those two records together and realize these two sounds together, which you might never do this again. Yeah. This cre creates this third track that is just the most beautiful. And it just gave me so much life and was so healing. I'm like, I, I need to remember this feeling, never stop and just like share this. So that's how it all started. <laughs> I love at the beginning of that, that you use the word passion, because I feel like this is what this conversation is all going to be about passion, your first passion of music, and then your second passion for surfing, which is what we're going to get into. Um, so for anybody listening, Tara and I met on the group WhatsApp, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. She is the music, which by the way, has given me so much life. Isn't it the best? It's the absolute best, like especially starting DJing, you know, and around 2007. And there was a, that was a time where, you know, I felt I didn't have a lot of women um, colleagues, I guess, in mm. music. And, and I was, you know, I went through a lot with just even having to prove myself just to get heard and, you know, just, and I've never had that, you know, it's just, it's so refreshing to have this group of women that actually care and you have so much to share and offer. And I, I even, it was very intimidating for me at first, cause I just am not used to that. And I, but even the, the last, I'd say five years, well, I guess before COVID, whatever I've had just, I've started to feel that love within women in dance mm. music. And maybe it's just cause from, I'm, I'm living in LA and I'm, I'm West coast. I don't know. I'm sure it might be different other parts of the world, but I never even got a chance to really discover the amount of wonderful like women producers and all of that until the last like I would say five to seven years and this group has just been everything to me like I've met I've met the girl so many people that I'm even went to Burning Man with it's just like it's, really it's so I know mm -hmm. it's so nice and do you know what it really like it blows my mind or really has opened my mind seeing how many different roles that there are in the music industry like sometimes especially like here in Ibiza for example and I always say it the music industry is a bit of a bubble like it's always the same people and you talk to the same people you work with the same people when I started the podcast a lot of the podcast a lot of the guests on my podcast were my friends or people that I knew <laughs> 
you know, because it's like with it's it's easy that easy, people to to access easily and like people that you already know. And then when you have tools like this, and especially the WhatsApp group, I was like, wow, this has given me so many different ideas and has opened so many different conversations. And I met so many amazing women on this group. And the best part of it all is that everybody is from so many different places around the world that wherever you go to you bump into people from this WhatsApp group. I was even in Saudi Arabia in, De- in December and I met a couple of girls that were from the WhatsApp group. It's crazy and it's so it's nice. It's incredible. <laughs> it is. It makes you just, it really like brings the community together. Yeah, it's, um, it's yeah. And I can't even keep up with the chat. That's how many yeah, wonderful women there are. And it's, you know, I actually missed the, uh, the LA, there was a meetup, like I think yesterday and, and I, I went to the last two, but somehow I met, I've been traveling a lot. So, you know, it's hard to stay on top of it, but I was like, I can't believe I missed that. And, but to, to realize how many women is well, especially in LA, but like, like you said, in all walks of life within music. And the best part is, is somebody anything we need whether it's like my epk like or it's like hey connect over here somebody's email from all over the world it's like the most powerful chat and it's just so nice because again like there was a time that and it still is today very much so that we don't get that love and support and so just like always we have to do it our damn self and to have this group it's just so great to just everybody cares everybody shows up and it's it's not there's not this ego thing it's just everybody is supporting it's it's refreshing it is it is it really is and here we are now doing this podcast together exactly right thank you and big shout out jamie sloan thank you for bringing me in the group she's been amazing oh she's so sweet i met her in Ibiza last summer actually she's so lovely I love her yeah and when she was in LA she stayed with me for a couple weeks I was like you want to just stay forever like I was like this is working like (laughs) have you known each other for a long time then um the funny thing is is um I kept noticing her for the last like many years on all my emails for different events and I'm like how is this who's this one woman that like from desert hearts from you know all just all these different festivals and I'm like I I need to get to know this girl that I finally the funniest part is last year at desert hearts I met her in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) that's like it's like the porta potty party but an an actual bathroom but it was just so nice I was like wait like that was that was the icing on the cake for sure and we've just been very close ever since she's been extremely supportive and uh she's amazing she is she really is so before we get into what we're gonna be talking about today your passion for surfing and bringing these two passions together and um, just just to go in a little bit deeper about your your career in music and how you started out what where were your your first gigs and you said you started DJing in 2007 right that's when I picked up my first record and then um because I think the beautiful part of living in San Diego working in the service industry at that time is I was already working at bars and in restaurants and clubs and stuff like that so they were like yeah come on you want to practice in the during the dinner set at the in this like in lounge and I was like yeah and I'm like that was the time when a lot of people were actually switching to Serato and I was like no I have my turntables like I have to get the you know vinyl is something that feels so good for me so I was just dragging the record create to different gigs in downtown San Diego and that's when it all started (laughs) so it all started and then when did you start surfing that was at the um well I I I took a couple lessons like over the years because it was I snowboard and you know skateboard a little bit it was something that I always wanted to pick up um but it's a lot of time and (laughs) energy and dedication so it wasn't until COVID until 
you know, I, I do a lot of hot yoga studio boot camp, all intense classes. And when they shut that down, it was like, and then, then you know, they don't even want us to go outside. It's like, what do you want us to do? So yeah. I said, you know what, I'm gonna, and, and some good friends of mine um, actually surf as well. So I had to go on their schedule because they were, some people was, were still working at home and had like normal hours. So I went from the late staying up till 4am, you know, working on music to I better be there at 6am dawn patrol, or I'm going to be on my own. So that was, yeah. So I would say, how was that change for you? Sorry, just from going. No, no, you're good. You're that good. must have been like <laughs> somebody that you know is in the studio late every single night, works nights, and then all of a sudden doing this full change at six a.m. It's like the total, but your body clock's changing totally. It was rough. Yeah, it was rough. And, it, you know, just like anything else, it takes time to adapt. I mean, I think the, the harder part is like for going so many years traveling every weekend and you're always in a different time zone. So I actually was pretty good. I wasn't really the one to get jet lag. I just adapted to everything because yeah. I had you know, I'm never somewhere long enough where I know what the hell is going on with the timing. Yeah, that's so, true. So so but that, you know, just when you're when you're, you're at home for that long, then all of a sudden your body clock is changing. And I was like, I kind of like getting up earlier. Wow, this is kind of cool. There's like daylight. And you know, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so that was that was, you know, it took some time. But and it was freezing. I'm from LA. So everything is cold. If it's not cold, anywhere else it's cold here <laughs> um but yeah so that was that was, it was beautiful in a way because I was getting up I was seeing the the sunrise and you know and I was it was scary super scary but <laughs> I had to push through I've only done it once and I found it so scary really so really scary, scary. I, I don't know if I would be actually be able to do it again because I remember just like going under a wave and then coming up being like, this is not for me. Yeah. You know, when you're in the washing machine and you don't know what's up, what's down, and you literally think you're going to die every single time, that's totally normal. Mm. <laughs> so you started this in COVID and what was going on for you at that time? Obviously, everybody was going through... Uh, everything it was a very <laughs> difficult time and, yeah. and and we're still uh uh still recovering from it in many different ways but for you personally what what was going on and how did you use surfing to maybe use it as therapy in some kind of way yeah a hundred percent um I think that uh, well obviously you know we're also uncertain about what's happening next everyone's you know kind of freaking out I I think I was going for like I was traveling maybe a little it was a lot I mean I just never stopped in many years you know I was almost every weekend so my body was very used to it and I didn't think I don't think I realized how much I needed that break and it was scary but you know and instead of freaking out saying is this coming back I I was kind of like well you know, this can't last forever. And, you know, there's no, you know, stressing about it isn't changing anything. Yeah. So what, what can I possibly do that's going to just help me cope with it and, and pass the time that's going to be something positive. So when things do come back, I'm in a good headspace and physically fit, like I'm feeling good. Like if I'm not feeling good on the inside, like it doesn't matter if the gigs come back or not, I'm not going to be in a good place. So, so yeah, so I was just thinking, I need to, I need a hobby, I need something that I can do that's going to just make me feel good. And that and that's, that's really what it was and surfing, you know, as as hard as I broke my nose, I broke my nose, like last surfing. year, really yeah, surfboards, surfboards my face. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I I I I learned with friends and one of them's a DJ, a good friend and you know, they were it's interesting how surfers if you're not taking an actual lesson 
they say, come with me, let's go. But they, they, they have, they're so passionate about it. They just leave your ass in the dust. And I'm just like, <laughs> and so, Hi, so I'm, Hey, I'm right here. Just getting my ass kicked. And I think I'm going to die, but nobody. <laughs> so I went through, I went through and, and they took me to this beach which I'm making a track called El Porto because it's like everything that was in my head is surfing. Um, and this, and they took me to the beach that's notorious for like one of the craziest beaches as far as closeouts and just, just aggressive and strong currents and getting your ass kicked. I didn't know that at the time. I thought this is normal. So when winter comes and that's like the time where the waves get even crazier, they were like, Hey, let's go to this beach sunset. I'm like, there's another beach that's easier than this. Like a wave that's not going to just kill you every time. <laughs> So the 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 story the the big lesson with that is you know looking back I am so I hated them at the time I fucking hated them yeah and it, and, it, and it hurt I was literally walking out of there bruised and just terrified like just washed up on the shore like it was I'm not even being dramatic I literally thought I was gonna die many times <laughs> but um when I found these other beaches that were you know beginner beaches or you know more gentle forgiving wave that's when I was like oh my gosh, like, I'm kind of glad I learned in this now, because ever since then, I'm very humble. And I've obviously I have, I'm not going to be going into those really dangerous situation. But so far, everything has been a lot more gentle. So yeah. it's like, sometimes so it's be good yeah. to be thrown in at the deep end, literally, yeah. <laughs> literally. Lit literally, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you know, and then there's the sharks, there's stingrays. And you know, you see dolphins, you're in this ocean, you learn, there's just so much you learn from it that as it's, it's weird, because it's beautiful, but it's also scary as fuck. You're like, okay, you're a dolphin that you learn about is, is a, is a beautiful, kind, like warm creature. They're not supposed to be dangerous, but that doesn't mean it's not going to pick you up and try to play with you or have sex with you. They are what? known to do that. What, yes. so, you, what? Yeah. dolphins try and have sex with you? Not me. No, yet. yeah, not you. Yes. Hopefully not. <laughs> but like, yes, they are, they are, yes, they are those playful creatures and, but they are pure muscle. So, you know, when you see them, oh, there's that cute dolphin and they're, they're actually, it's fun to watch them. They're swimming by the surfers and, you know, they're, they're this beautiful creature, but they're still 800 pounds of muscle that even if they just try to play with you by accident will kill you. So oh, there's, wow. it's, it's a very humbling experience of being out there and, <clears throat> Also, then you want to learn. You don't want to just be ignorant in the ocean. Like I had to look up last year. Wait a minute. What do I do if I see a shark? Obviously, I want to run the hell away from it. But there's certain ways you do it. Like, if, you know, if you cause a splash, you know, you're going to maybe if, if they see your fear, they're going to think you might be something to eat. So, you know, for the most part, a lot of the most sharks have grown up with the surfers. So they're not, you know, they've grown up in that in that area. So they're not we're not a threat where they know that we're they're not even interested in us. But obviously, there will be cases that, you know, it does on rare occasion, it does happen. And you should just at least be aware, right? <laughs> Have you ever had an encounter with a shark? Not yet. I have not yet crossing fingers, but um but what's interesting is there is a um you should look it up sometime. I'll send you well, I'm, I try I have not watched it cuz I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. There's just, there there there's there's a um a, a drone video like a drone that that goes over the southern California beaches and there's literally hundreds of sharks under all of us and we have no idea that they're there. Oh, you just gave yes. me goosebumps. 
they're they're there but like honestly the more that i learn about them they really are i mean thank goodness most of them are are, are babies i mean they i'm small they could probably eat me if they wanted to but <laughs> but yeah they're 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 generally they're not they're not dangerous they're they're not they're looking for food they don't want our it, that's why if you hear about a shark attack it's you know they've taken a bite and they're like no this isn't for me you know yeah. so they're 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 just these wonderful beautiful creatures we are in their home so, you know, it's uh, just something to be just uh, your awareness in the ocean, out of the ocean, Every, like it connects so much to everything else going on in life. That's one of the things I love so much. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm sure there's so many different things that you can find from doing stuff and that you can then use in your everyday life, different learnings and different lessons. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if you had... Or if COVID hadn't have hit, would you have uh, got into surfing? You know, I I honestly, it's crazy to say, looking back now, how much I love it, that probably not. Because with the schedule, if you think about it being gone every weekend, just coming back and working out the fact that I'm so, you know, passionate about sweat and movements and breath work because all of that connects to my mental health on the road but just like feeling good like the most important thing is feeling fucking good that's all we want to do and when life is fast and there's so much stress and everything you know that's my that's my you know my my meditation and then and it's usually through intensity and when those classes shut down that's you know I, I but even even dedicating myself to that routine was something that just kept me, I think, as strong and, and balanced in the head and body to to be able to tour almost every weekend. Mm. So I, I don't I don't even see how the time would come up and where I would get maybe like I did before. I, I had that interest. So I was taking when I was in Costa Rica or when I went to Hawaii, like I would I would do a lesson here and there. And I always had that. Oh, my gosh, this is fucking amazing um, feeling. But like, when do you how do you dedicate yourself? Because surfing you, it takes time to get to where mm-hmm. I am now, which is not that far along, but doing well. So from some of your gigs, you've been able to go and play in some of these different countries and then also bring in surfing as well, which is an amazing combo. Yeah. And that was, again, that was before I I really started surfing. I just really had that. I just, you know, once I took the first lesson a long time ago in Hawaii, I knew that this is something that I really wish I could do. But yeah, when you're just caught up in the, in the travel, you don't, you know, you just, it's a lot of energy to do it. Like even right now, it takes about five hours out of my day because I live in Hollywood, have to drive LA traffic to the beach. And then you want to surf between an hour and a half, two hours. That's, that's, that's like a full-time job. Yeah. That's a lot, (laughs) a lot of hours. And that's what, and that's why this is so exciting this year, because with everything that shifted with, you know, the, the, the industry, like all so many artists, you know, there's so many new artists, there's, you know, a lot of people are suffering as far as where their careers are right now. And I'm so compassionate to that because I've, I've been there. I'm, I'm so grateful right now to be busy. Um, It's in a different way than I, my vision was. And Mm. I think with, and I think with surfing is, is letting go of this, you know, the, the toxicity of what's going on in the industry and, you know, the, the poor me of why is this happening or why is this unfair? Like the things that are just noise in your mind that are valid, valid feelings, but you know, we just have to adapt. Right. And that's the only way, if you want to keep doing something that you love and you're going to run into, you know, all of these things that are, 
just really hard to deal with or, or you might not have these social media skills like you know there's so many things that you have to do now that have changed so fast and you have to adapt and so when I surfing is the type of thing that I said you know what like now that this is like I'm never this I mean a lot of people might look and say okay you're in that like two-year stoke of of you know oh yeah that dedication because you know people will kind of get out of that and then they'll go back to normal life. But for mm. me, I don't, I don't see that changing. I, I, I see this being a part of me forever. And so I said, well, I love DJing. I love surfing. The DJ lifestyle is very hard to give you as much mm. surf and, and dedication with that. But how do, how can I put these two things together? So, mm. so my goal this year, like while things have been totally up and down right the last couple of years and i'm i'm super grateful that all these great gigs are coming in but my main goal is how can i put djing and surfing together and do a little bit more awareness with that you know like i mean when i i play in costa rica so wait a minute there's all the beautiful beaches there so right now i'm currently connecting with amazing people that i've played for or who they are connected with that can bring me to to DJ and surf destinations, but also bring this awareness of how can we make it even more meaningful? How can we, you know, inspire the music community or just the the community where I'm DJing to get more involved within music and surfing and, and ocean awareness, mental health. I want to bring them all the worlds together because DJ lifestyle is really hard to you know, when you come back from a three day weekend, like getting back out in the water, it's almost dangerous. Just even if you're not partying, the lack of sleep, just like you're yeah. like, I mean, I, I experienced vertigo recently that made it really hard. So, but how can you bring these together and inspire? I just want to do all the things. So that's, and it's cool. I'm, I'm already, I've already booked a couple gigs this year that are happen to be in surf destinations. And that is my happy place. And the more that that can bring me joy and happiness, the more that I want to, I want to get other music industry people involved because even if it's not surfing is not for everyone i i i I, that's true but as some sort of like we were talking about some sort of passion activity especially in nature that literally just brings you so much joy and Mm. whatever the hell is going on in your life it just it really just like just you know makes you it makes you feel more alive it it heals the things that are just traumatic you don't even realize it you know so that's the goal for this year I absolutely love it and beyond no I absolutely love it I couldn't agree with you more and it's actually quite funny because yesterday I interviewed uh, Marco Faraone and we were talking Mm -hmm. about uh, and he he literally said exactly what you just said that as an artist if you're not happy and you don't feel that happiness and joy how are you going to transmit happiness to the crowd or the people that listen to your music like it has to come from inside you to be able to get that happiness across and I think sometimes that this industry or just the world in general is just so quick paced at the moment everything goes so so quickly that sometimes we get so caught up in you know what we're doing and don't have that time to have a break and to dedicate our time to other things that will bring us uh, that happiness that we need to be able to uh, pursue yeah. whatever it is we want to do. Did your headphones Sorry. break? <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. And especially that this industry that we're working, you're right. It's so intense. Like I'm not a DJ, but obviously working in the music industry, it is a lot of late nights and it is a lot of early mornings. And it's a kind of, it's not a nine to five job. So sometimes people say, why don't you just <laughs> turn your phone off? But they come in and I'm like, I can't, like, this yeah, is no. just what it is. And it's not just this industry. Obviously, there's so many different industries that are like that. But, and I think that this conversation that we're having can obviously uh, adapt mm-hmm. to every industry that it's, 
you have to find passions and things that you love that take you away from what your everyday life is to be able to totally disconnect and then be able to go back to it and focus completely on what it is that you're doing to fulfill your your job right yeah and I love the fact that you like you know just when you say first of all congratulations for being like the only one that's not a (laughs) DK just kidding (laughs) do you also do you know how many people say to me why do you DJ I'm like because there's enough I don't need to be DJing <laughs> and that that was kind of a joke because you know just today everybody's a DJ of course but like you you know your job like you said anyone in this music industry that has this passion for the industry for 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 the music just for the the community you are living those hours you are it doesn't ever stop it's not like you said the nine to five like around the clock it, yeah. it is literally every it's like it's like I mean as much as you know there's the pros and cons of People are like, oh, you have the best job in the world. And I'm just like, you have no idea. It's not as glamorous as it looks, you know, but then there's that always that grateful, that feeling of, you know, I would kill myself if I had a nine to five or just, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're doing something that you love, great, but it's like, you know, this job might never stop, but whether it's, you know, even working on all the backside of the music stuff, if, you know, I'm a communication major, whatever. So it's like, I I'm adapting, I figure it out, but you know, you have to love it. You have to, you, you have to you love do. it because it does none does not end. <laughs> No, you do. And you have to be able to, you know, there's a lot of things that, okay, as you said, like, obviously, it's a very fun industry. And we have lots of fun. (laughs) There is a very fun side to it. But it is one of those jobs also that you have to be able to say no to, I don't know, family things that are happening, especially you guys as DJs where, you know, you'll get a gig in and it could be you'll be missing weddings, you'll be missing uh, family events or, you know, big things that happen in life. But it just it's just kind of part of the role, I think, isn't it? Yep. And then at the same time, you know, since you're always gone, when you are here, the rare time you're here, you know, your friends are like going out and, and then you're like, wait, you guys, I was right here. They just forget about you because yeah. you, oh, I thought yeah. you were gone. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. No, there's a lot of love there, but yeah, you definitely miss out. And I mean, that's another thing that's really is, is pretty hard is like as much as yes, we have I would definitely say one of the best jobs in the world, as hard as it is. Um, it's really special if you're living your dream. If you love music, if you love like whatever you're, whatever the reason you're doing it for, you know, you have this high from playing and, and connecting and, you know, just building this journey with people. But really like, you know, you are sacrificing so much. And I mean, it's, it's hard to be, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm single and I don't have kids and I don't even know if my life was in, in a different situation. I mean, I was married, but, and I, and of course I care, like love and connection is so important to me, but it's like, I have, and I, and I know it, I'm guilty of it. I have dedicated so much of my life to music that I've definitely probably pushed some people away <laughs> or, you know, you know, it's definitely not easy to, you know, to have a partner that's, I mean, I, and I, and I, I know it is very possible, but it's, it's definitely, you know, a lot of sacrifice. That's all I have to say. No, no, but you know what? I think the most important thing is what you said before, you have to do whatever you love and whatever makes you happy. So you've obviously just put all of your passion, time, efforts into what you love the most. And that's what's made you the happiest. So that is true. And then you just continue to figure out, you know, like, like you're saying after COVID, you know, I'm so grateful. I remember when I was, and <clears throat> when I was, when I first started to catch waves and getting like this, like this, just, oh my gosh, like this is the best thing ever. Um, and then actually learn when you're starting to learn things and instead of just getting pounded by the inside, 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting stronger. So, I mean, I, you know, upper body strength is not something women are just, you know, just are born with, you have to really build that up. And so just getting pat paddling through the inside. And, you know, I remember with some friends and it was a perfect LA day, the sun's out, the water's like not frozen. And I just remember saying like having visions, like when I'm out there, I get well, I, it's like my meditation. It's the only time you don't have your phone. You don't have any stress. You have to be present or you are going to get your ass kicked, you know? So it's like, it's just, it just the healing that it does. And, you know, just you, I, I just want everyone, I don't care what it is, whether it's hiking or, you know, whatever it is to push yourself into something that just brings you that, that meditation, that presence. Cause I, to meditate me sitting still, yeah, right. There's always <laughs> stuff going on here, I know whether it's hot. Out. Yeah. And whether it's hot yoga or like my boot camp, like those are the things like when I'm sweating and in that zone. And then you, and then I walk out of the ocean. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just realized like all, all the things start pouring back in, yeah. but you realize how, how much you need that, like that disconnect and putting the, you know, your stress because you're so in the moment. And I think sometimes that's what, when we're so caught up in like, Oh my gosh, this gig and like, Oh, this post, you know, all these things, it's this noise. It's like, you, we forget that that's not going anywhere. And this is life. Like we, we need to live, we need to feel, and we need to just be, we need to just just have that like awareness that I feel like it's easy to get caught up and lose, I guess. A hundred percent. I've never really thought of surfing that way as you said it, because it probably is like one of the, it is one of those things where you actually really, really do have to be so, so present because like, okay. If, if, for example, if you do yoga, okay. You obviously don't have your phone on you, but sometimes when I'm doing yoga, I'll be like, okay, I'm following what's going on, but I'm still kind of thinking about what I have to do later or a conversation I've had earlier, just because I'm copying what the instructor's doing. But when you're out surfing, you're by yourself and you need to figure, figure out what you're going to do. So then you have to be very, very present. So I, I understand what you're coming from there. And I've never really thought about it that way, but it must be like, very very helpful to then be able to be in the moment in other situations as well it really is you know I I mean I feel like whether I like it or not and signed up for it, it that awareness especially the amount of energy you're using because it's a crazy workout and of course there'll be some days where it's very slow but majority of the time you're always having to look behind your back for the next wave and awareness of people you know there's there can be a lot of ego out there so the the entire the entire experience as as peaceful and healing and solo as it is, it's also remembering, you know, every moment you're there, I'm, you know, even taking a step, like, you know, you could step on a stingray, you have to like, I mean, you have to mm. shove, there's just li all the little things of that, you know, just, and it's beautiful, because it's this practice. And when you see yourself growing in something, it's the feeling of, hey, I'm, 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 you know, and while some things in my life, I feel like I don't have control while I can't, you know, I can't connect with this person or this label or, or, you know, the things that you're maybe disappointed in when you're out there and you're growing and you're, you know, you're gaining these skills and, you know, you see yourself getting better, you're pushing yourself. That's like the most beautiful feeling, you know, it's, it's so fulfilling yeah. and, and just, yeah, just being out there. And, and just, like I said, that I just love walking out and just have lost all this time and just have just been like, holy shit, I was just completely. And I'm somebody that's very ADD all over the place. Like I'm like, you know, working on this, then this comes in. And, you know, when I'm out there, it's like, it's my, yeah, it really is just like pure, just, just pure awareness and presence. And I've never, the only other thing place I get that is when I'm DJing and I'm in that zone. Yeah. You know? so in it's the like zone. That, that's the word. Yeah. In the zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah. 
So that's why, you know, it's it, it was kind of hard because at first when COVID started to lift and we started playing again, I was just thinking, okay, I got this. I'm going to, I'm going to like studio during the week and surf as much as I can. And then on Friday, I'm going to go surf and then go straight to the airport. And then I'm going to go to my gig. <laughs> and so I was doing that for a while and I was like, this is great. And then it, when it got picked up even more, I started feeling the, you know, okay, this is not as easy as I thought. This is a lot. Mm. I can't just... I mean, that's just a lot of energy. I'm just burning myself out. And that's when I said, well, I'm going to have to put these two together. So that's, that's the goal. And, and I want to, you know, again, there's that surfing is a very solo thing, like you said, but there's, it's also something that I feel there are so many people out there. Actually, I just played with Sean Duran and, um, in Tulum and he's from, from Israel. Awesome guy. And we were talking, he's like, I surf as well and I was like dude we should like you know he's like this is wow. you know it's, we just I need to, I want to build and just collaborate and just build a team of people like my friend Javi in, in Costa Rica he's like yeah Tara that's great and it's like 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 our music beautiful chat we have so many people all around the world that you know need this healing and whether they realize or not they're like you know they we need this it's this this is intense and so I'm excited to invite all the DJs from around the world and all the, and also just to inspire the, not, not the artists, but just everybody in the music community because of the, the amount of mental health and the suicide and the, the illness that we've all gone through. And, you know, mm. this is something that is just so life-saving. It really is, whether it's surfing or something in the ocean or something in nature, like this is something that we have to, we have to push forward. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You you uh, mentioned a couple of times um, over the conversation about social media as well. And obviously that is a huge, I mean, it's, it has been for me in the past and I know a lot of people in the music industry as well. It's a, it can be a huge trigger for anxiety and for um, depression, tricky situations. I think that we more and more compare ourselves to other people this person's doing that why haven't I done that and now I have to post this and I have to do that and that that feeling of having to be present all the time on social media and I think it can be it can be a very frustrating place I many of times will give myself like two weeks total break off social media just to as you said before be present in what I'm doing be a lot more mindful not be eating my lunch and looking on Instagram at the same time, scrolling on Instagram when I wake up first thing in the morning. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why is it 8.30 AM? And I'm looking at my friend's cousin's dog <laughs> play in the park. You know what I mean? It's like, why are we doing this? Have you found that that feeling of um, peace that you get when you leave the ocean from surfing, you can then take it to different situations in your life, such as, you know, disconnecting from social media and that whole world, that very weird world of the internet. A hundred percent. And it is so it's, it's, it's interesting how something that's so, um, so necessary that we're like, wow, I mean, it, it has so many positives bringing us together right now. We're chatting here because of social media and, and so to speak, right. So, you know, bringing the world together and learning so many things for sure. But, um, I feel that, uh, that, that when I get out of the ocean, you know, the first thing I don't think about is, Oh, let me check my Instagram, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you're so right. Like that, I think that's been, you know, I'm 
definitely someone who's super guilty of just letting it kind of over COVID, especially destroy me. I wasn't the, like, I, I would do, I did a lot of enough live streams for like Beatport and Somniac. I was really grateful. Life and death. Like we did some really cool Twitch stuff, like to make it fun for people. Um, but for me, DJing in my, my home studio and someone staring at me through a camera, but there's no vibe and yeah. building, you know, it, for me, it's like, it's not, it's just not me. I'm not, obviously I can't even turn, I know how to turn my camera light on. I'm not, <laughs> I got not, there though. We got hey, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, some people, especially the next generation, they're born with this, you know, this, this, the, it's the culture now. And so, you know, while a lot of people are getting angry by it and, you know, this is unfair, which again, I think a lot of people like me that have been playing for a long time and, and, you know, we're really just having this slow, steady growing, you know, this beautiful journey and, and doing very well, but it's taken a long time to get there. And then we were just like, wait, what? We have to post on the TikTok? What, what is that? You know, <laughs> there's all these things that, you know, that it's like, wait, there was a moment there that it was, we just had to DJ. And yeah, like before and, when we started the interview, like we didn't need to do these things before. Right. I was like, wait, like I have to just, I, I just, I thought, you know, when I, when I sent you my music and you liked it, that's how I got to play. Now that that ship has sailed and, and the music, in my opinion, for, for my music, at least is not as, it's not the first thing they're, they're, they're looking at to choose you for these events. And, you know, it's, it's a popular popularity. And, and I think that the social media world as like, as great as it is, and I'm so happy for all the, the positive connections I've made and the collaborations and surfing stuff. Like, I, I mean, I just reach out to someone, I'm like, Hey, I want to go surf there and learn everything. I have a, I have like a 25,000 person women's surfing group online. So any, Oh, I'm going to Bali. Cool. Well, here's like, yeah, same thing. Yeah. It's incredible. Wow. But yeah, the, the, the toxic, toxic park, you, like you said about the comparison, like that's the worst because <sighs> a lot of it has, it's, it's money. It's, it's your a t- a powerful teams, strategies, marketing, and just not everybody has that. So that all that, you know, and then you start to feel insecure. You start to feel bad about yourself. I'm not doing enough. And, you know, you have to literally your your new job is not just to make music. It is like to market yourself in a really strategic way. And and a lot of people, I think, got very hurt by it, very angry by it. And and a lot of people aren't even making it right now because of that. And, and it's hurtful to see that. But I after going through the ups and downs of like, what the hell is really going on? I just said, I we have to adapt and we have to do it authentically in the way that feels good for us where we're still you know this is your passion you have to keep going and but in order to do that by by doing these activities which you think oh I can't take all that time why I have to be on my social media no doing that like you said is what gives you a a reset and it gives you this refresh of okay back to the badness of social media and having to work hard there and but when I you know that gives you the balance and and it also yeah when you're done with that you've used so much energy you are yeah. just so happy everything is like I don't give a fuck about anything anymore yeah no of it's course a hundred percent carefree carefree attitude after that and of course just like anything else it is a daily practice of even when I'm done surfing I that I get into the LA traffic am I just perfectly like do 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 yes and no yes and no like there's still you're still a human being that's sensitive to things but I you are 
so much more relaxed. You are just all the things that were so intense and were so they're nonsense. It's yeah. nonsense. Like you, when you're just, when you find that happiness and that joy that just lifts you up and you know, everything is better. Yeah. The, the best part is you just don't care as much about the, 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 the wrong things. And that's, that's something that I want everybody to experience because if you're just walking around with this anger and this, like this insecurity and anxiety from, from I'm not doing well enough on social media, and this is what I have to do to survive, then it's like, you're going to be miserable. And, 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 and that's why I encourage everybody to just, whether it's the ocean or like you hiking or something mm. that's some sort of intensity too, like push yourself, challenge yourself, then you're going to have this feeling of, holy shit, like what I'm doing, like you're to learn surfing as an adult or to do something that is just so out of your comfort zone that gives you this this inspiration that and you know this belief in yourself that holy shit like look what i can do what else can i do and and all the things you never thought you would be bringing into your life or shifting even your dreams and your passions whatever it is they can come together and create something amazing absolutely (laughs) no no you're 100 percent right I think as well there's something about being surrounded by nature and you know totally disconnecting from the outside world and just being like again in the zone and doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with what you do on a daily basis um I think it's just so so important like as you said even if it's just for a walk or or go for a hike but when you do something that really pushes yourself and you're learning a new skill at the same time then it's a winner yeah. And, and, you know, when's the last time you took a hike or you took a swim and you, and you said, Oh, that was a bad idea. Probably never, never. Right. And let me ask you something. So being out there, so what's your, what's your passion? What are, what are you doing within nature that makes you feel alive? Because you're doing these podcasts, you're constantly talking to people. You take on a lot of people's energy because mm-hmm. you're while, while you're doing these interviews, we're also, it's almost not like a therapy session, but again, you're opening this door and this energy, which I love. I'm the same way. I love connecting it and, and just being thoughtful and listening, but that's a lot of energy. And so yeah. what do you do for, for movements? And cause you look amazing and you're glowing. You have to do something. Oh, awesome. thank It's my lighting. It's the lighting. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, she's got it down. <laughs> I love running. I absolutely Ooh. love running. I've always been a runner since I was quite young. And um, that is my way of totally disconnecting because you are right. Some You do take in a lot of people's energies and you speak to a lot of people. And and yeah, I mean, most of the conversations I have are always really like uplifting, nice conversations. But there are times when it can be a little bit like it's a lot of things to take in. But my way of, of, of disconnecting from everything is uh, putting my headphones in, listening to either a podcast or a playlist and switching off from the rest of the world and also Mm. giving myself goals I get I set myself a goal to run uh, a half marathon in December around the pyramids in Egypt which was yeah yeah so I was um at the end at the end of the season obviously here in Ibiza is so intense from April to October it's just like full on non-stop no days off and uh I met somebody in Egypt uh, I think it was around September the time and she was like you know my friend Amina who is amazing she said we're doing this uh half marathon around the pyramids I'd never been to the pyramids before in Egypt it was another uh, goal of mine and I was like you know what to end the year like that is going to give me something to focus on something mm-hmm. to train for and oh, 
it was like one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Like reaching oh that gosh. goal at the end and running and thinking, okay, after this crazy, crazy season I've had, because it has been so, so full on and knowing that I've actually reached the goal and worked for it, there's nothing more satisfying than that. Oh, I love that. That's, that's so beautiful to hear. And I was literally going to ask you, so, you know, have you done a marathon? Like that was going to be, and, and that is the most amazing thing. Cause then outside of our work, outside of the things that we love and you know, that this is our obligations just to have that, you know, that passion. And I, I am a terrible runner, but when I, when I have, I said, okay, I need to push myself into this. I'm like, you know, whether it's genetic or not long time ago, I was like, I just can't run for very long. And that feeling when you get past that mile or whatever, even if it's walk, run, walk, it is amazing. And mm-hmm. I get lost. I remember getting lost in my headphones and all of a sudden the time is just going and so to have that it's like I'm so excited to hear so you should I mean I could see you just doing marathons all over the world and just these exotic places because the because Egypt I mean I thought that's amazing the pyramids like how many people can say that Cara honestly after doing that I was like this is something that I want to do every single year choose a destination and do a half marathon and hopefully one day I'll get to a marathon but But I found this website, which I can't remember what it's called now, but I'll I'll link it into this podcast. And basically it shows different half marathons and marathons around the world in amazing places. There's like one in Petra in Jordan. There's one uh, around the Great Wall of China. Um, There's like all of these random places and people from all over the world come together. And I was like, that is such a beautiful way to see the world and be able to reach a goal at the same time. And you're and and think about it. We don't even have to talk about like this is just clearly your mental health. What does that do for your mental 100%. health? A hundred percent. And imagine getting more artists. Like it's funny because my I don't know if you know uh, Rob Garza from Thievery Corporation. It's mm-hmm. a one of amazing bands, but he's also does a solo project called Garza. He's, I just recently did a remix for him. He's awesome. His assistant manager, Lisa Denise, who I just met in San Francisco, she is training for a marathon in LA and just the amount of dedication outside of her own work with Rob, her artwork that she does is just, it's incredible because, you know, by having those goals and that focus, you know, okay, I can't go out this late and you're doing something so good for yourself and it helps you to mentally survive in like the you know the industries that can be a little bit more cutthroat and just that that feeling of I'm doing fucking marathon and you know and like the shape the shape that you're in I mean I I just feel like also another thing that's so important could you imagine if you had like a DJ like music industry little marathon you should be having these little runs organizing them I mean I would go with you I'm terrible at running so just knowing that you're going I would go with you I will go with you yes let's do it Okay, we can do a swap. You do a half marathon with me and I'll go surfing with you. Because at the beginning of this podcast, I said to you, I don't think I would do it again. But now I feel like I'm convinced. Well, and the good news is, is I won't do to you what my friends did to me. So just because it's going to be good. something fun, it doesn't have to be a full time <laughs> thing. I will take you where it's gentle and, and I'll give you, a, I won't t- traumatize you for life. How's that? <laughs> perfect. It sounds per- perfect swap, a perfect swap. It is. Yeah, me too. I think we have. And just just talking about this, actually, every time when even Lisa, when again, it's those little trigger words, listening to her passion for and the way you're talking about marathon, I'm like, gosh, like, exactly what I want to do. Like, and you could be doing a podcast when you're in China meeting with an artist there or or someone in the music. I mean, especially with our women's group, we have everybody. So imagine like, why, you know, there's so much to see life is so short, we know that 
yeah. before than ever now. So we better get on it and do the things that we love, but why not get out of our comfort zone, get get out of our lane. And, and all, and the more, the more I'm in the water, what's crazy is it during that meditation in a way I get ideas of like, like, Oh, I want to start a surf and music experience, which I'm on. Like you probably get that when you're running. 100%, right? Me too. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, especially when I'm listening to podcasts, I'll be like, that's such a good question. That's such an interesting question. I'll be like, I can use that kind of question and adapt it to my conversations or I'll just like random things will come up. There's also a really interesting thing that I love to do with, uh, you know, getting out into nature and sports in the music industry. And that is the ride from London to Amsterdam dance event that they do in October, ADE. They do a bicycle ride to raise money for charity for Bridges for Music, which is mm. um, a project in South Africa and Langa to, to build um, music schools in different townships. So they do a bike ride from London to Amsterdam. I don't know how many how many days it takes, but loads of different people from the music industry all do it together. And I'm like, it's people that probably wouldn't normally get on a bike and do stuff like that. But again, right? it's pushing your, your limits. You're meeting new people. You're out in nature. And it's yeah, I think anything like that is just so amazing. I love that. And I think one of the reasons something like that and, and you're running and, you know, is so important is because this, especially being an artist, whatever, traveling as much as we do, you're around people all the time, but it can be very low. You know what I'm mm. saying? It can feel, you can feel so alone, even within within music, something that you love so much when stuff like this happens. So, you know, that is, these are the type of things that I, you know, not just bring you together to the parties and, and for these awesome, fun musical experiences, but something deeper, something that we can, you know, just like really, yeah. you know, just support each other with, you know, because not everyone's, you know, not, you know, your friends travel. Yes, I have friends. I'm grateful. They like to travel with me all around the world. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you, yourself and you in, in this space of sometimes just insecurity and, and loneliness of what's come, what's ha- what's going to happen next. And I'm trying to be surfing helps me just one day at a time like that makes me feel especially with the pandemic we don't know what's happening next and yeah. i can't I, like see like how am i going to plan for two years from now we don't even know what's happening tomorrow so to have this community that's not just within music but you know crossing within within running and this like the people that you know and there's so many more people in this music industry that probably don't even realize that they need this. And so, yeah, I love this idea of, I mean, I just, you have inspired me now. Like I said, gosh, I, I've never done a half marathon and and why not? Like, I mean, try something new. That's the thing. Yeah. Why are we, sometimes we're so afraid to try new things because we're saying I could never surf. I could never do that. Trust me, if I can do it, anyone can see. What did I start of the podcast saying? And now I wish exactly. I hadn't even said that because now I'm after this conversation, I see it in a totally different way. And now I would I love really it. do want to try it. A hundred percent. I love it. Well, when you come to LA, I'll take you out. Okay. Sounds good. It sounds perfect. I love it. Oh, um oh, I was just gonna say something to you and I can't come off my head now what was I gonna ask you oh yeah I was gonna say for you it must you kind of experienced both extremes of being in a club playing surrounded by people to all of a sudden being surfing and obviously I'm sure that you have people around you being totally by yourself which is crazy like literally from one extreme to the other it really is but it's, I guess uh, it's nice to experience, but it must it, be so like, I don't know, strange in a way sometimes. 
from being it going really, from one to the other? It, it really is. It is. Um, especially even taking the classes, you have so many people, you know, and together, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I also, it was, it's, it's really like, you know, obviously when you're surfing for the first couple months, you, you want to be with people. Actually, anytime you walk into the ocean, you know, unless you're, you know, some pro or, or an expert, you know, I think I like I got to the point with surfing where I was like, OK, I know what I'm doing now. I have a little bit of comfort enough. You know, I have the awareness that I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. anymore. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so then so then and, and you know, I'm the the you know, when, especially when you're in the music industry and you have this personality, I, 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 whenever I go surf, I always go where there's people because mm -hmm. you don't want to be out there completely alone, even if you don't know anyone. And I'm also a friendly person. So even though there can be some people that have the egos out there, you know, having that awareness in the ocean is the most important thing. But I, I have actually made so many friends in the ocean. And, and the best part is it's only been, I'd say like maybe once a month that someone was like, Hey, are you that DJ? Like, really? I was like <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's, it's not very often, which is awesome because then you're just there. Yeah. You're just there surfing. Like, doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm just this, 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 we're all the same out there. It doesn't yeah. matter like what your job is, you know, anything. And so I have as beautiful a surf community now that's growing. And now I surf with these friends and, you know, we have more activities together, wow. but yeah, there's something, but it is like that. There's, there's an, every time I go out by myself, it's, you know, there's always everything. It's never like, Oh, Hey, I got this. It's always this, this humbleness of like, okay, it's a little bit scary, but then I get out there and I'm having like the best time ever, or I get out there and I say, okay, this is rough for me. I'm, you know, you have to, you have to know your limit. This is push yourself, but also don't, you know, know your limit. So I've definitely went in and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to anybody that is in the music industry? Well, in any, any industry really, but is maybe going through a bit of a difficult, hard time at the moment um, and hasn't yet found that passion to take their minds off of their, their daily life or daily worries. I mean, I think the hardest thing is, you know, when we're so locked into that feeling, um, that sadness, and and also like, you know, you, you're also just trying so hard to do something, to succeed in something, and and you're not getting there, and 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 you can't mentally let let go of working on those things. You think time, you're you're just going to get left behind, and mm -hmm. and that was me. <laughs> so I so I said when I when I you know so so if you're able to. No, you have no choice. Fucking stop what you're doing. Let it go. Life is so short. Whatever's meant to be is going to be no matter what you do. So if you take a step back and just do something for yourself in nature, sweating, like, please just sweat, exercise, just whatever that is. You like, you try something new, find your passion, find a, find a passion. And, and it takes time sometimes, whether it's running mm. or hiking, whatever, get in the ocean, do something different. I swear that that time away that you think you need to be working and you're not in this good place that inspires your work it's like they go hand in hand so it's we're so afraid to let go of something we're working so hard on but i the biggest lesson for me was i could not stop trying so hard to just be okay within music like i had to keep pushing keep trying because i'm just felt like i was losing this like the agents change all these things change and you just feel like you're losing something but you're the only thing you're losing is yourself and your happiness yeah. So, so, so just 
be okay with just stopping for a second. It's not going anywhere, whatever you're doing and bring the joy back into the music or whatever that is by doing something that just makes you feel good on the inside, on the outside. And that is within nature, a hundred percent. That is within sweating and, and an activity that has another community that's outside of your, your normal lane. So just try something new and push yourself and, and, and accept that, that, that just, and believe it also the words you're, 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 the, you know, the negative mindset that a lot of us just with COVID and all the transitions has done is just like insane. The amount of negativity and what, what we, what we attack ourselves. It's, it's, it's very sad. Yeah. So, so just, just push yourself and, and, and try something new and, and be okay with taking a step back and, and just giving yourself, just be, be kind to yourself. We're, mm. we're so mean to ourselves sometimes, right? I know we are, <laughs> we really are. You have to love yourself first before for, for everything, for all the magic to work, 100%. For sure. To end, will you do a round of quick fire questions with me? Sure. Okay, they're very quick. <laughs> okay, sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Your favorite studio snack? Snack? Did you say snack? Yeah. Oh, um, almonds? Almonds. The last thing that you Googled. Um, that was I th- something on sharks. Actually, something very interesting that I'll share with you later. Sharks. And watching people push a shark's nose away when you come eye to eye with very oh, wow. interesting stuff. Do yeah, I want to watch that though before we do surfing? Maybe you you, you do because oh. it's so because when you see what they're doing and how how if you have a, a you learn something about who they are what they want you can actually save your life but coming eye to eye with one and what what are you doing you're pushing the nose away from that you uh-huh. you're pushing a shark's nose and the shark goes the other way yeah wow interesting stuff I'll interesting <laughs> somewhere that you haven't played yet but would love to play at definitely I I believe it or not I've still not played in Amsterdam at the ADE events yet. So, Audio Obscura, there's some beautiful events there for sure. Somewhere that you would like to surf where you haven't surfed yet? Uh, Bali, 100%. I'm working on it now, so it's in the works. So it's coming. It's coming. It is coming. Yep. (laughs) You can get in the studio with anyone. Who would it be? At this very moment, I would say Ashy, who's Joseph Ashworth. so incredible there's so many of them but that's where like I'm, I'm right now extremely inspired yes and finally because the podcast is called can you put me on guest list do you have a guest list rule <laughs> <laughs> I do I do it's um 100% please don't hit me up the day of show and the night of show and, and and there's actually two if I can give you the second one yes especially when it's the the sold out shows where you can be you know you you have just a couple spots for your friends it's it's you're playing with Carl Cox it's sold out and then these people you don't even know are just blowing you up for guest lists so that's that's that, that's a known known as well <laughs> And that's been a common uh, response to this question. Most people yeah. don't hit me up on the day of the event because I think that's a lot of people do. You've had two months to do it. But yeah, of exactly. Course it's <laughs> exactly. To end, is there anything that you're working on that you can share with us or anything that you're really looking forward to in the next few weeks? Oh, yeah. Well, I have um, 
I, I have a remix from Lee Coombs coming out next month. Oh, wait, this month. Are we in February? Yes, we are. Today is the first um, day of February. Can you believe it? I, well, yes and no. Time is just flying by. So, uh-huh. yes. And it's 11 11 here. Make a wish. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, yes, I have, um, I have about an album's worth of music that's pretty much almost finished. Some of them, you know, sometimes music is never finished to us, but you just have to close the door. But it's, um, I've been rebuilding my, an, this going through this major evolution of my 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 genres of who I am my identity everything it's interesting because everyone's like what like genre I play so many different styles and I produce so many different styles but I'm I'm finally like honing in on like more of my identity everything sounds you can hear me in it but the genres are just all over the place so this this album worth of music which I'm not sure if it'll just be an album or setting them out to you know different EPs but it's really really special a lot of break beats and acid and and soulful and funky and disco but also like melodic and ethereal it's it's I it's just all over the place but it's it's me somehow it's me so there's that I also have an amazing um, collab with Hannes Biega. Um, he's just one of the most kind, wonderful people I've ever met in my life and so talented. And uh, I have uh, Harry Golden's vocals. So once I started this track and then we shared this collaboration, it is, it's awesome. And so we're sending that out now and hopefully I can get back soon with where it's going. Um, but yeah, just a lot of different projects and working with Lee Coombs. He's been giving me some wonderful, you know, he's his mastering and engineering is amazing. So he's been definitely helping me out with little production tips that are small game changers that are just, I've never really had like a mentor, you know? So, you know, where I am with everything, which is great. It's like, it's about taking that greatness and making it world-class. So that's kind of where I am just a lot. So a lot of new music to come. Oh, exciting times, exciting times. Tara, it's been so, so lovely to chat with you. And I, I really, really loved uh this subject talking about this and everything you're doing and for Mm. really making a change um not just for the music industry but anybody that's that's listening to this so thank you so so much for uh creating awareness and bringing this conversation to my podcast I feel really grateful to have met you and uh to have had this time with you no thank you so much yeah and I'm so excited for your journey I want to hear more about your running destinations and yes. you know there's so much th- this is just everything just comes together so I'm so grateful for you having me and hey anyone that's listening that's surfing or you know wanting to get more into it please you know reach out to me let's do something together you know yeah. life is short let's go you know let's do it do it and we <laughs> have a half marathon and surfing to plan so yes I love it me too Tara thank you so much have a really lovely day in LA thank you you as well thank you so much Bye. Bye.